0: Hello, and welcome to episode 154 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is July 22nd, 2019. I am Rollo McFlugel, and with me is Slappy Jones 2, and we are both from McFlugel.com. Show notes page for this episode is McFlugel.com slash 154, where you will be able to find links to uh, LibertyMugs.com. You can buy an awesome Libertarian-themed mug. And also, 10hoursofbitcoin.com, where if if you're interested, you can collect a $2,000 bounty payable and paid in Bitcoin if you come up with a wiki for uh, the history of the attackers of Bitcoin. So check that out. Uh, Hit me up or hit me or hit JW Weatherman or uh, at heavily armed C on Twitter, up if you're interested in that, and we can uh, we can talk to you about it if you need more details. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Slappy, and he's going to introduce our episode
1: topic. Cool. Thanks, Rallo. Thanks everyone for listening. Today we're going to talk about wasting water, some fossil fuels, and some recycling, all the stuff that we're big into. So, um, well, let's just get at it. What do you think about wasting water? Why? Why do you advocate for everyone to waste water? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's uh, not, no, it's yeah,
0: yeah. It's not that I advocate for people to waste water. It's just the whole idea of wasting water is just like it. It just goes to show um, it doesn't make sense. Like we were kind of talking about this before right. we went on. Where and I think maybe you should talk about it since it was it was your little anecdote, but um well, go ahead, go ahead and say what you were saying and then and then I'll say my
1: little piece. <laughs> so I don't know what I was saying but I'll tell you what I was saying before, that um, when you're a little kid, yes, yeah, so like I remember being a kid, I don't know what grade we learned, maybe it was third grade, or I don't know how old I was, ten years old, and you learn about the water cycle and how. Yeah, the water goes from the sky into rain, falls down to the earth, and then eventually it evaporates back up, and it just cycles through, cycles through. And I remember learning about um, why we shouldn't waste water. And I I think there was like a Sesame Street thing. I, I can actually still remember the Sesame Street little cartoon they did where the fish is outside, kids inside brushing his teeth, and he leaves the water running and you see the pond outside the guy's house keeps getting lower and lower, and the fish like tells him to stop or something. I can't remember exactly how it went, but I just thought it, it was. I always, even as a little kid, thought it was so funny that people talk about not wasting water when you can't. It just goes back into the cycle. Um, now, that being said, I realize they clean the water, and uh, you also pay for it. So. You know, if you leave the faucet running all day, you're going to get a big water bill. But I don't see how that affects the environment. Uh Maybe I'm missing something. But, Rallo, do you have something to add to that or correct me on where I was wrong? No,
0: I think you're right. I mean, the other thing is if, if someone wants to get super technical about it, it's like, yeah, if we used uh, a ridiculous amount of water, then it might you know it would have an effect on the sources of it whether it's a river or a well or something but i think it's just one of those things it's it's kind of that the the nasty influence of the government in our day-to-day life and day-to-day thinking because the average person libertarian or not has it in the back of their head that like yeah you shouldn't waste water you shouldn't leave the fa- the water the faucet running uh, while you're brushing your teeth, you know, uh, all that kind of thing in the, in the summer. Oh, don't you, sh- maybe you shouldn't be uh, watering your, watering your, uh, your lawn so much because it, it has an effect on, on the water supply and everything. But I mean, if we had a, a market in charge of distributing water, do you think that this would ever be a, ever be a concern? I know there's, there's a lot of the the water utilities are, you know, more or less private, but, uh, I mean, I don't know how much, uh, even just like a reservoir, I I think they're pretty heavily under, under the control of the state in one way or the other.
1: Yeah. Unless you're getting, um, I guess, water delivered to your house from like whatever deer park or, you know, those five gallon drugs, as far as I know, they're private. Right. For drinking water. Yeah. Um, uh, you mean, them- uh, mean
0: a reservoir or like Deer Park?
1: Oh, uh, Deer Park. I don't know where they're yeah, yeah, yeah. from. I'm sure they have a reservoir. Right. I don't know what they do. Or spring or um, something. But Spring, yeah. Um. The, also, isn't it, I, I know this is like a, a thing libertarians talk about from time to time, but collecting your own rainwater is against the law in a lot of places, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there could be solutions there to, to you know supply your water from rain i guess in areas of the country where it doesn't rain much they would certainly have an issue with people using more water than they should because it has to get there um, but that's where the market could certainly help out big time
0: right it's it's the market would just if there's a, sh- a shortage of supply the the price would go up
1: and that would bring more sellers into the market
0: mm-hmm right because you yeah water is very important and something that we can easily take for granted of it just you know we have a a, a tap that you turn on and, and water flows out and you don't ever have to think about it even though it is you know the most important thing to uh, to, to life as life. we know it
1: yeah
0: um that and bitcoin that's true and tractors
1: and tractors
0: and so uh yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I think it was Milton Friedman had the had the quote that said like if if the government were in charge of the uh, desert, they would have a sand shortage. <laughs> well, it's the same kind of deal. I mean, lo- you look at California, and they always have these these water problems. And I know I think during the summer they always try to have restrictions on how much water you're using. And I think pretty sure California, other than uh, Alaska, has the most coastline in the country.
1: I imagine
0: they have a water short like they have the largest ocean next Leave to them body
1: of water right there
0: and they have like all sorts of of water supply problems and it's not like you know obviously you don't you don't dip a glass in the ocean uh, and drink it but i mean there's desalination processes if if there's enough money that's uh able to be put into that then then they'll find a, a way to to supply it that way i know when uh i think in the middle east somewhere i don't know if it's dubai but one of the countries over there they i mean they do desalination because they need it i mean it's a desert and they're not it's fresh water isn't uh isn't easy to come by but when you have just the market able to just direct resources of of where they you know think they should go then it's going to be a lot smoother you're not going to have uh you're not going to have supply restrictions you're not going to have you know wild price swings just the other thing is if since the government you know if the government's managing a lot of this stuff then if they didn't do uh supply restrictions they would have you know these you know wild price fluctuations instead of having uh competitors come in and try to satisfy the demands Mm -hmm. of the market so um it would it would you know if you had a monopoly doing it and they couldn't figure out a way to, uh, to alleviate this problem, then, uh, you you might have a wild price swing while others enter the market, but after a while it's gonna, it's gonna even it out and maybe it just like anything else, if it becomes, if the, if the typical water supplies, uh, become, uh, become more plentiful, then they, they shut the, shut the alternative ways off, just like, uh, just like mining or drilling for oil. Mm-hmm. when it's not as profitable they shut the, the darks off yeah. just like gold mining if it's not if the fracking. price goes down yeah fracking oh, or yeah. Bitcoin mining once once the price goes down people shut off miners and once the price goes up people people flip their miners back on and, and start going going more for it so you know you, you you want the market and all this competition in there uh Active, so it it can deal with uh, deal with the the changes as opposed to the state that would just, you know, even if they're not directly, because I don't know, we're we're kind of <laughs> uh, shooting from the hip here without totally without <laughs> knowing who you know actually, because I never really thought about it too much, no, like who well, actually controls I... that water, and someone might say, well, it's 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 actually a lot of places have private stuff, but they probably do it's still. It's still very much regulated by the state and i know you know look at flint michigan i mean that was uh, an obvious government disaster you know we talk about city water at a lot my of my own so. water
1: was poisoned by the government they had to switch to a township the next one over to use right. their water supply
0: yeah and i don't know because i have well water so
1: yeah <laughs>
0: don't say you don't even know where your water's coming from because i do know where it's coming from it's coming uh, from a hole in my yard not next to my septic tank it's
1: coming from the septic tank yes yes
0: that you know you were talking about the water cycle beforehand well i've made mine a little bit tighter.
1: you privatize the water cycle yep (laughs) Um, so it works pretty good yeah so so what else do we have for water and wasting it
0: um i don't know just uh we're well, we saw what happened in, in Flint, Michigan when we had you know the disaster with the government trying to manage their water supply and it's and then you have nowhere awful to go. disgusting. But I mean, private businesses came in and supplied a bunch of water.
1: Right? Or, and had a private business been the one who was poisoning the water? Uh, well, I, I imagine there'd be competition there, and people could leave it and go to the next one. But when you have one centralized system, kind of stuck when it goes bad.
0: Yeah, and you have I mean people might say, well, there's, you know, what are you going to do? Run another run another pipeline to everyone's houses. I don't know. But um maybe maybe we would it would be a little bit different that there would be maybe multiple lines underground. I uh, uh, had ways. already built, you know, if you if you had competition during all of this stuff when that infrastructure is being built, you might have had a couple even just the construction company that's uh, got the right of way. I don't know if it was a construction company, but um, who, whoever was the company that was responsible for for bury, installing these pipes and putting them underground, they might have put a couple lines in there just so they could be like, "Well, we can we could just lease these uh, access to these lines." So if there is, if you know, uh, two or three different water companies that we, we can lease the, the different lines. So in case something goes wrong or, or they can just fire the, uh, the company that's not doing a good job and, and have someone else do it.
1: No but, one in there.
0: Right. And, but the thing is too, we don't have to sit here and, and have this full, full proof plan of how the market would solve these problems because you know, we're not, we're just two guys talking off the Guessing. top of our heads on a, on a podcast when yeah. you've, when you've got a lot of money at stake, then just like any other market,
1: people figure it out. Sure. If there's an opportunity. So yeah, one thing we know people want and need water, clean water mm-hmm. to drink, to bathe, to wash their dishes, whatever it would be supplied if someone could make money on it. Right.
0: Yeah. Especially because there's a lot of places that you could just like dig a hole in the ground and get water
1: right
0: um so yeah uh i don't know do you want to go to the next next kind of thing
1: Or fossil fuels or uh, recycling? uh let's which, do recycling which, what do you want to next? yeah let's cycling?
0: do recycling and why you're anti-recycling i basically am anti-recycling the reason that i recycle um well let's separate it into a couple of things the reason i recycle things that i don't uh get paid to recycle as in like you know, aluminum cans and stuff is because it makes my, uh, my normal trash can not fill up as quickly. So basically I have two trash cans, you know, instead of having one trash can, I have two trash cans and, and putting uh, plastic and, and paper in the one doesn't get smelly. So it doesn't, I don't have to, you know, empty that one as much. As the, the uh the general trash so but otherwise it's you know that's another one where, where it's drilled into our heads at a young age, oh you have to recycle, you have to recycle, but like why? If it's if you're if it's not a uh
1: and what if and I mean what if it takes more energy, more costs to drive that second truck around? to take it to the recycling plant, to sort it, to separate it, to get it to where it's going, that you're burning more energy than you would if you just didn't recycle.
0: Right. You probably are. Case?
1: I think that might be true.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that with, with like aluminum and stuff and, and copper and other things like that, I mean, people are willing to pay you for that. Right. To, to repurpose it. Plastics and stuff. No one's willing to, to pay you for that. You gotta it's it's they end up getting like subsidized and stuff. Otherwise stuffed. it wouldn't
1: work. And so you're just diverting right. resources to an inefficient process.
0: Right. So you're you're making the world you're destroying wealth for the for the entire world by recycling these things that, that people aren't willing to to pay you for.
1: Um, yeah, I wish I still we were talking before we went on. I got a letter from my trash company that in an effort to keep their rates lower, um, there's been some changes in recycling. I guess China's not taking recycling from the United States anymore or or something like that happened. Um, And so without having that other player in the market, uh, costs of recycling are going to go up. And so the trash company asked their customers if they could, Be more careful with the things they're putting in the recycling so you need it to be clean it can't have food on it like so a pizza box if it has grease or cheese it's you can't recycle it so don't put it in recycling put it in trash which really narrows down the things you can recycle to begin with um and and the trash company said it's just it's more it's really expensive to sort that stuff and so if it's expensive that means you're diverting resources from things like could be used in other places to do this and, and so does recycling make sense at all if it wasn't the law to do it or what would these companies even be offering it maybe they would for pr but you should look into it a little bit if, you're, well, yeah, uh, at, if you at, think at, you're saving the earth by recycling let's take a look and see what 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 really happens right and there's articles
0: out there that if you just like you know the economics of recycling you can you could do or just like type in Mises recycling yeah, and and you'll come up with some good stuff. I mean, anytime you have to rely on like just the general public to like sort out, like go into you know detail and about what what they can or can't recycle, and if it's got some food particles and stuff on it, then like your model is is messed up. <laughs> like you don't you don't want to rely on the non expert to to have to do this stuff, right? Because no one's going to do it.
1: All right. and some wonder... people might, some
0: people might, you know, there's people, they've done a good enough job of convincing people that like you're an evil person. If you don't, you know, recycle the plastic bottle, um, that ends up, you know, destroying the, uh, de- actually being worse for the, uh, for the environment by, by recycling it. So. But generally, I mean, they sent a letter out so people weren't doing a good enough job, so
1: right. And they say like we're trying to keep your rates low, so if you do it for us, that'll help keep your rate, that'll help our costs stay down.
0: Right. Whereas if you were selling it, someone was willing to buy it and you and you came with like really dirty stuff that required uh, you know, some right some down. pre-processing or something, then, you know, you wouldn't be able to charge as much money for it. Like right. Um, I don't know. I haven't been to a, a junkyard to uh, give them a copper or something, but uh, I'm sure that you would be able to sell copper for more money if you have, you know, if you stripped the the rubber off uh, a copper wire than if you didn't.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I used to work for a plumber and we used to take all the scraps to the scrap yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just don't, we just brought it there for him and, you know, all the fittings, all the piping and the old water heaters, all that would, he would buy cast iron tubs. He he would pay for, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, helps keep the costs down for the plumber. Sure. And I don't know what they do with it. I don't know where they sell it. I'm assuming he sells it to someone, um, I don't know what they do with it at the scrapyard.
0: Well, I mean it's probably like copper, we know that like it's 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 cheaper to recycle copper that's already yeah. uh, you know, used than to go out and mine it a little bit. Right. So there I mean there's there's an economic ben- an obvious economic benefit there, whereas opposed, to, you know, like plastics, like a, you know, it's probably cheaper just to make a brand new plastic bottle than it is to try to Take the existing one, break it down, and do all that processing and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if it weren't, then they would be paying you for it, right? Because they want that raw material.
1: Which Is maybe, it, I mean, theoretically, someday that could be the case. It's not sure, and
0: it would be a great day if we can if we can get to that point because we'll be we'll be wealthier because we have to. We can use that that re, the petroleum products for something other than plastics. And right. it just lowers the, the cost of it so so what you're saying is that you want you want just a landfill you you're you're okay with landfills yeah <laughs> i'll answer my own question yeah i don't have a problem with landfills uh and again when they're private privately owned then you can manage the space manage the cost of of uh you know manage the cost of 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 Putting your trash in a landfill. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Grum is like trying to pull my neck or something. Um, but yeah, I mean landfills are—they use it. You know, this stuff decomposes over time, and I think in Europe a lot of places they have uh, like, like methane plants because the Wasn't decomposition
1: there a guy on Tom Woods. Who had those flies? Oh yeah, they are like yeah, the flies like the eat deal the trash and yeah. I forget if he was
0: trying to make food with them.
1: Yeah, it was something he was doing. Which is like yeah, uh, you know,
0: kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're willing to eat flies for food. I, I you know, I'd rather eat the real. I forget what they
1: were doing with it, the but they're eating the trash and maybe getting energy or food or I don't know what it was. Get what they're right. getting out of it.
0: <clears throat> or but, the other thing you do is just burn the trash.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then just increase global warming.
0: Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, you know, we have incinerators for stuff and you, you can get, you can create power and energy off, uh, off doing that, you know,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. heat a boiler, spin a turbine, create electricity. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. So there's many ways to deal with trash. Um,
1: Block them on Twitter.
0: Shit. Yeah. It's the best way to deal with trash. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this this whole, like, campaign to, you know, oh, you are an evil person if you don't recycle. Well, let's make it so that you're a stupid person if you don't recycle because you're, like, literally throwing away money.
1: Throwing away dollars. Right. Which that would get people to do it. I mean, people steal copper all the time. Well, they know yeah, I
0: mean, it. I I separate my, my aluminum cans from from the other stuff i'm not gonna dump my aluminum cans in the normal recycled bin because i'm not gonna i can make money off that and it's not much it's a little bit but hey it's it's more than nothing more than nothing (laughs) i haven't uh when i got my uh, air conditioner replaced i still have to sort through all that stuff uh i had him leave it at my house so i can you know dump the plastic dump the get rid of the, the the you know the real junk that isn't worth anything, but I, you know, I want to take all that copper. Right. And bring it to a junkyard and, and get some money from that. And then the other, you know, maybe there's some aluminum there too. And then the other stuff, uh, because that's what they do. I mean, they, they send send these places, send trash to places and they don't just,
1: well, that's why, like, like I said, I worked for the plumber and we would put in a new bathroom. We'd take out the old tub and, of course, you say, "Yeah, we'll remove it for free," but we get paid for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like a lot of these junk collection companies that they, uh, yeah, they can charge a little bit because they they're able to make money on the stuff they're taking from you.
1: Yeah, I bet you. You know, you get a new water heater; they'll be happy to take your old one away from you. Which most people think that's great because not everyone has a truck to put the heater in. It's heavy; you got to move it and take it to some scrap yard that maybe you've never been to. Whereas the companies who remove them have a relationship there and a deal and an agreement set up where they just bring the stuff over, um, you know, so they're happy to remove it for free and the homeowners usually happy that they took it for free.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I've gotten rid of stuff for free at my house. It had some value, but I just, you know, wanted it gone just, yeah. And it. so it's, you know, you get, you know, Oh, maybe I could put it on eBay and get, you know 20 bucks. It was like remember I I put a uh, a basketball hoop up on nextdoor.com. Uh it was there when I bought the house and I I don't you play re- basketball. You retired
1: from basketball?
0: Yeah. Um
1: quite a player back in your day.
0: Yeah, I, I am actually the worst basketball player in the world. Um
1: that might probably, that might be true.
0: I've had people challenge me and say no 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 I'm the worst I'm like eh, I I'm beat, you, won't beat you. I don't know. I haven't had anyone actually. We haven't had. Uh, you got to do like a skills competition, do the one-on-one game, and one see on what happens. Yeah, but it, it would, would be, be a zero-zero like zero
1: shooting. Yeah, even just take layups.
0: Uh, I would probably double dribble every time.
1: Yeah, good I I
0: am really really bad. None of my uh, other, well, I guess the only other sport I can take uh, claim anything in is baseball, and. I don't really think there's any transferable skills from baseball to basketball, or at least none that I have <laughs> because it doesn't <laughs> for me. I'm really bad at basketball, but, uh, but if, uh, hey,
1: it is entertaining to watch. If you, if it, it you would do be. find Rollo, I've seen it before. Roll a basketball out, tell them to dribble and shoot, and just sit back and watch.
0: Yeah. So if there's anyone in the in, you know, the Philadelphia area that wants to, <laughs> who's also thinks they're the worst basketball player in the world. I will challenge you. We will have a game. We will have a match and we'll have someone record it and we'll see who the uh who the worst basketball player really is. We're gonna
1: do we'd we'll do a one on one game, we'll do a free throw shooting competition, maybe three pointers and layups for that matter. But we'll finish with layups if the if the other ones go as well as okay. I think they will.
0: Yeah. And all these things will have to be timed because, you know,
1: we can even have a dribbling competition. Uh, (laughs) uh, anyway, fossil fuels. Yeah. Let's do that. You are in favor of destroying the environment with fossil fuels. Yes, I am. Hmm. Are you expand on that? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Throughout the uh, and and actually, you know, Adina Moose, the author of the Bitcoin Standard, has has done a really good job explaining this. And um, because it goes back to to Bitcoin uses a lot of energy to secure the network, and there's been these uh, arguments made by people saying, "Oh, it's actually Bitcoin's not good because it's bad for the environment because of all the
1: electricity." Look at all the electricity uses. that's going right. into the network. Yeah, but if you look at our
0: energy usage as humans over history, as we've improved our lots and lives, our lot our lots in life. We uh we're using more energy as we as we do it. Um it's like the uh look at cars versus the horse and buggy. We use way more energy to power cars.
1: We're gonna say like cars versus birds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we, we use way more energy using cars versus when we use birds to do anything, I guess, too. Um, uh, but we, uh, you know, is, is, are people going to say, oh, we should go back to horses. Horses would be better for us because they use less energy. I mean, that's absolute insanity. Uh, refrigeration is another one. Uh, we use way more energy to be able to refrigerate and freeze food than, than we did before. But are people going to say, no, actually you should, you should. Dig a hole in your basement and store your food that way. That would be better, better for us. So, i I think it is better for humanity that we use more and more energy. And while fossil fuels remain the most economic way for us to, uh, you know, create and use energy, that's what we should be using. Uh, I know people have all these grand ideas for renewable energy and solar power and wind power and ocean power and everything. But you know what? There's not a good way to have that energy be, be used, uh, consistently to have like good storage. Uh, Mm -hmm. but you know, a gallon of gasoline is a great way to store energy. Mm -hmm. And until someone can come up with a better way of doing that, then, then keep using the fossil fuels and everything. Right. Um, yeah, we have nuclear energy as a as a good source, but you know, for some reason, people uh, like to poo poo all over that. So, like, you know, you look at the Green New Deal and and all these all these green energy proposals, and they always leave out nuclear energy somehow. Interesting. Yeah, somehow something that's like actually really clean, and uh, efficient. Yeah, it's it's really really great. Now people say, "Well, what about nuclear accidents?" It's like, yeah, I mean that can happen, but we have, we're pretty good at dealing with those, uh, with those issues and disposal and everything. Um, so uh, it's, it's yes. You know, that, that, uh, Chernobyl series just came out and it shows Mm -hmm. how, how disaster could be. Fukushima didn't happen that long ago. Um, but these are like real bad mistakes that happen. Not like, Oh, technology was
1: a design issue. And I'm not going to pretend to know nuclear energy, but um, something with the control rods had something on it, and so they were doing a test. I, I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't know nuclear energy, but it was it was it it was a flaw in the design, and all the nuclear power plants in the Soviet Union had the same design, and that was part of the reason the Soviet Union didn't want to <clears throat> admit to it because you know Soviet Union could do couldn't show weakness. Right. Uh, but they had to admit that they designed this poorly and had to change them all, which they did. But um, but that, so that's not what would happen at Chernobyl isn't ever going to happen again, at least the same way. You know? Well, it, yeah, I mean,
0: you look at you look at the Soviet Union, you look at that that one car that you could buy in the Soviet Union, and compare it to like the U.S., where there was you know a pretty good amount of of market freedom compared to the soviet union for producing cars and then you're gonna say like oh what do we expect to have happen when those people also try to produce nuclear energy yeah <laughs> like you know it's a disaster waiting to happen because guess what communisms is a real bad way to to organize an economy and develop technology uh especially as the money gets used up that was uh initially uh expropriated Right. So they don't have the the wealth that they had when they when they first got started. But um, no, I mean, so as long as the market's producing the energy, uh, I think nuclear is, nuclear is a good option. There's uh, and, and again, I mean, we're saying this not necessarily acknowledging the paradigm that we we live in with the government messing things up. If you had a an actual free market uh, for this kind of stuff, it would be on the business, the nuclear energy company to deal with the, the spent energy or the, the spent rods, uh, yeah. to safely do it. And I think they, they pretty, they do a pretty good job with it now. Um, and you know, I know that what's, uh, the, what's it, the Yucca mountains or something.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I know there's issues there, but
0: again, that's the government has the, they're, their hands all over that, correct. Uh, so it's it's tough to say that it's the market wouldn't have a better way to to deal with this kind of stuff because they got to deal with uh, they would have to deal with uh, any any sort of uh, negative externalities that, that happen from it. You know, they would be subject to being sued by. By the people that they affect negatively so it would be in their interest to make sure that they're they're dealing with this stuff well just like every other business has to do. So um, you know I know again we're we're kind of shooting from the hip here with this kind of stuff and saying that we don't really know how this stuff works because neither of us are you know in the nuclear I mean, energy field a
1: physicist I have no clue.
0: we know how markets work
1: (laughs) right and we know there's people who understand this stuff right so there's there would
0: be good ways to deal with this stuff um but another thing i want to talk about with with energy um and we're kind of talking about this before we went on about uh you know these renewable energy sources that are you know really expensive and uh usually energy negative
1: mm-hmm.
0: and cost more than they than they produce which by the way destroys wealth makes the world uh, a worse place to live as opposed to a better place um the stuff that you know y- you hear these projects they go to these third world countries and they and they give them this this village somewhere in Africa this solar panel that pr- that runs this solar generator it's supposed to provide these people with power and electricity and they often don't work. And so these people end up, you know, impoverished even more or just not helped out at all. But these people pat themselves on the back for saying, Oh, look what we're doing. We're bringing, you know, green energy to these people and then helping them get electricity. But it's like, all you're doing is using these people as Guinea pigs.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: just like vile and and just disgusting thing to do that you you see these people and you're like, well, we have this technology that you know, we we, we don't could, want to test on ourselves. Right. So we're going to send it to these people that that you know, are just like these really poor people that and we can get away with it and just say like, oh, we're just trying to help and if it didn't work, oh, oops. As opposed to, if you really wanted to help these people out, you would give them a gasoline uh, generator with a big gas tank and that they could, you know, a truck could get to every once in a while to fill, to to resupply them with. Um, But again, unfortunately, a lot of people don't even understand what they're doing. So they have this cover of, of trying to help, but um, it's, if you think about it, it's really, really disgusting to go out to these places and just experiment on
1: them. Agreed.
0: So what do you have to say about, uh,
1: I was going to do my Ben Shapiro. Quote.
0: Okay. Ah, I know, I know, but I hey, endorsed actually, I, I do like this quote.
1: Yeah. Well, Rallo was the one who, who turned, who told me to listen to Ben Shapiro. So no, that's, that's a lie. That's why I listen. That's why I know this quote. Um, I was
0: never into Ben Shapiro, just for the record.
1: Um, well.
0: Even though there you, was you a point. You say that
1: now while we're recording. Um, mm-hmm. But Ben Shapiro was talking, I don't even know what, this was probably in response to something AOC said or something, I don't know, uh, talking about the global warming and how it's you know going to kill us all in the next, what did she say, 12 years or something?
0: Uh, yeah, I think every time and she does that, says, it's, it's always 12 years.
1: Yeah, it's always 12 years from whenever she says it. Al Gore, back in like when he was running for president, said it was it was ten. We were 10 years away. <laughs> um, so there's always something, and the world's always ending, and it's always from global warming. And Ben Shapiro brought up a good point. If you're serious about this, if global warming is, and fossil fuels are what's going to kill all of humanity and the planet. Well, one, the United States isn't polluting as much as India and China, and they're using fossil fuels. So if you're serious about it, let's call up India and China, give them a heads up so we can get all the people out of there, and then bomb their coal plants, because they're the ones who are polluting the earth that's going to heat up and burn us all alive. Let's get rid of them. I mean, this is an emergency. We have to take care of it. Yet no one would be in favor. Everyone, No Single person, your biggest global warming fan would not be in favor of that. And I like I, I like that point. I mean, he obviously, I mean, actually, you never know. Maybe he was serious. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think he was serious.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, uh, John Bolton didn't listen to that. Video. Yeah,
1: I mean, she may have. But I don't think he was serious. I actually am pretty sure he wasn't serious. Um, but I like that way of thinking, like, okay, if this is what you're saying, that coal is going to kill us all, then let's go after the people who make coal and take out their coal f- plants. Because right. the United States isn't a big polluter with with coal. It's all these developing nations who get cheap, efficient energy out of it. Yeah. Um, which they need to live, which is that's why they're developing and, and coming out of poverty because they have this energy. Uh, so if you took out their coal plants, they many of them would starve. And uh, But, you know, we'd save the planet. So Yeah. But that's and, and, why they're not serious because no one's proposing that.
0: Right and while we're kind of on the topic of global warming and everything, people might someone might say, well, you're talking about all this using you know, up fossil fuels and more energy, but you have to deal with the consequences of that. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, let me just say this. Throughout the entire history of humanity, the weather has not been our friend. The climate has not been our friend.
1: For as long so, as people have existed,
0: there are very few places in the world where you can just like be out in the ambient Temperature, ambient weather for most of the time. We're always seeking shelter. We're always trying to condition our air. I just know around here, Slappy and I, you know, it's been like 95 degrees out the last five
1: days and feels it feels like 140.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent humidity. Uh, so it hasn't exactly been pleasant for most people. And then in the winters around here, it gets really cold and you want to have uh, your heat on your house, much like in the summer you have your air conditioner on. Uh, so we we've, we do, throughout all of human history, you know, well, we know. Like, what's the first thing you do if if you're, you know, get lost somewhere? It's like seek shelter. You need to, you need to get out of, of the weather. Uh, maybe start a fire. You need, you know, you want some heat and, and everything else. Uh, so this idea that, like, you know, the climate is our friend, just like isn't true at all it's it's the opposite it's been an enemy of of people now we can go outside and enjoy the weather but as soon as it gets a little bit uncomfortable we're you know we're running into air conditioner or, Mm -hmm. or run running out of out of the rain or the snow or anything else that's that's an issue um but that's that's still said it doesn't mean that we that that you know what happens if if our use of fossil fuels is causing the earth to, to heat up a little bit? Well, there would have to reach a point where the money we have to spend to deal with uh, <clears throat> deal with the changes and trying to get out of that would end up costing us so much that it wouldn't make sense to keep using that energy that way. right? Again, there would be market incentives to change your uh, change your behavior. All that said, I still don't think that it's really that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a scientist, and uh, that that really has a care uh, um,
1: for humanity.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm no expert in that, but I know. I know that the uh, all these climate scientists that I understand it enough to know that they're not the 98 percent of scientists agree on global warming. I know that that's just absolute not bunk. True. Yeah. And that they, a lot of them say like, yeah, it might be changing, but you know, it may not be bad. It may not be good or bad, or it may be good. Um, So again, when, especially when the government's leading the charge, I think you should really have a uh, skeptical uh, eye. Yeah. Because what they're doing by saying is we should stop using energy is that we should uh, hit the brakes on the progress of humanity. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hit hit the brakes on uh, the improvement of people's lots in life and life hit the brakes on development of wealth. So, um, you know, keep using up energy. I think it's I think it's good for you. Burn it up. And also, I mean, if we're going to say if if we're saying that, you know, humans shouldn't use as much energy. All right. Well, what are you going to do to not use as much? You know, And, and some people do that. And more power to them. Although I think some people like, you know, using an electric car. You know, unless you're uh, getting solar panels or something to, to to power it up, you're probably using a conventional power source to.
1: Right. <laughs> so- and also, wasn't there something with the batteries there about how much it costs to? and how how much that like there's nickel or something in the batteries uh
0: well i mean the the is that old traditionally like a hybrid cars and stuff they use yeah. nickel metal hydride batteries and nickel is um a nickel mine uh has very has a very large impact on the environment around it like it right. destroys a lot of life around it um and then also just like if you look at life cycles that uh a Prius is worse for the environment than a Hummer, with the way that it gets driven, the parts that it uses, the construction of it. Um, that you can't just look at the uh, how much what the uh, MPG is on the car to determine if it's better or worse for the uh, for the environment or not. That's like a very stupid way of of determining something like that because you're only looking at it one part of a much bigger bigger issue going on. Or mm-hmm. a much bigger, uh, much bigger stuff going on. You should, you know, be a little bit more aware of, <laughs> of these things if you're making a judgment. But hey, if if it's sad, if it makes you feel good about yourself because you're driving an electric car, I mean, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that they're heavily subsidized, but, um, you know, that it, it is what it is. I mean. It's even even if they weren't subsidized and you wanted to spend $80,000 on an electric car, again, I, 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 think I would never do that, but knock your socks off.
1: It's like the South Park episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm having a, a, a smug problem in your city.
1: Yes. You go to, go to parties and ask for an empty wine glass so you can fart in it and smell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what it feels like a lot of times yeah uh so you got anything else to add on why you hate the environment why you hate poor people in third world countries and uh what else do you hate recycling recycling you hate fish yeah you hate all kinds of stuff you don't want to yeah well, we gotta wait fish.
0: we're gonna wait till we talk about uh why i apparently hate gardening so much
1: Ooh, good one
0: but that's that's for another episode. For another
1: day, we could have put that on the list.
0: Yeah, well, we've we have a guest we want to have on for that. Okay. And uh, I want to I want to really like, kind of, maybe even prepare a little bit for that because I've got a lot of stuff to say about Some that.
1: Things to get off your chest. Yeah. Down with the gardeners.
0: Absolutely. That's my little my my garden I have that I talk about. That's my, that's my little uh, status indulgence
1: oh you got a free market we all
0: we all have one um i kind of do but i think you had a better one
1: uh i don't remember what it was can you remind me
0: uh i don't remember either wasn't diapers again no it wasn't diapers oh no yours wasn't a free market success story you just mine was a market failure (laughs) apparently (laughs) with the the heavy bag
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Not a success yet. Really a success. It's not a success yeah. yet. No, because I haven't put it up yet.
0: Yeah. So I do have a, a market success story. I had a little bit of an issue. So I was getting uh, some, like, uh, uh, warning lamps going on in my car. Oh, right. And so, <coughs> and the car was kind of running weird. Couldn't figure out what was going on on my own. So I just, like, Googled the problem, and people on message boards were talking about it. And I figured out what the uh, what the issue was, and or what what I suspect, sorry, what I suspect the issue was, and, uh, and then went on Googled again to figure out how to repair it, what parts to buy, how to do it quickly, and it and it ended up being uh, made my life a lot easier and quicker instead of sending it to a uh, a shop to deal with. I could I could. You know, use up a little bit of my time, but spend spend a lot less money and uh, make the repair. So it was also really easy. I could just go on Amazon and, you know, they have your, your little garage where you put what car you have in there. So anytime you look up car parts, it automatically, you know, tells you if uh, if the part's going to fit your car or not. So it made it nice and easy. Bought the parts, came in and uh, put them in. And cool. then, uh, well, I don't know if it, it, it fixed it or not, because I was kind of in a rush. Um, I was putting it in tonight, and then I ran in to, to do this podcast. So
1: so we're not sure if it's a free market success story or not.
0: Right, right. So uh, maybe we'll have to wait until, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to even turn the car on tonight. I might just wait till I drive, driving to work tomorrow. Okay. It's not anything that prevents the car from driving. It's the, uh, the, uh, the anti-lock brakes hasn't, has an issue. So we'll see. Well, you'll all be on pins and needles when, when I'm we sure. come back and talk about, talk about the result. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my market story. So, cool. uh, again, the show notes page for this episode is mcflugel.com slash 154. Talk about libertymugs.com. It's kind of late. I'm probably not going to throw up any links because uh, I just want to get this episode out pretty quickly. Sure. Uh, but again, just use the uh, the free market tool of Google. Just whatever the issue is that you that you want to know about the government messing it up and making the world worse, whether it's fossil fuels or water or recycling, and just type in when Google's Mises. And then whatever, whatever your topic interest. is, I say that because it'll send you to org to the Mises Institute website. And,
1: so they write you know. about everything?
0: Yep, yep. They've got a lot of good stuff there. So it's uh, th- that's that's my link. Maybe I'll just like, I won't do that. <laughs> send send a link, put up a link that is just Googling Mises.
1: Maybe you should.
0: Maybe, maybe. Make it a little bit easier for you. If I were better at programming, I would put a little box in there. What's your topic you want to do? And then it would just automatically send them to that topic plus Macy's in the Google search. Perfect. Yep. So uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say before no, we wrap up? Nothing. All right. So uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week and be on the lookout for we did part one of the uh, of the PCP conspiracy trial that Slappy was on last week. So be on the lookout. Not sure when we're going to do it, but part two is going to be out there. So it will be part two will be good. Should be. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Peace.